uh, well, I, uh, uh, welcome to the Big Ten. In accordance with the laws of state of Nevada. Live from Delaware, it's Hoagies and Pierogies with your hosts, Ian DiCarlo. We're getting a little double down. Chocolate rain. And RJ Hammond. I just want some more hot tea in my life. Let's just say he was a good lover. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 84. Yes, 84. I'm still... It's getting to the point where I'm losing track just off the top of my brain. Welcome to episode 84 of Hoagies and Pierogies. Yeah, uh, well, we'll go over all of the college football, all of the playoff clinches, all of that. You know what? I decided to wear purple today with a skeleton on it in honor of the death of Washington. That was rough. That was rough. Okay, do we just want to get into the national championship right away? At first, (laughs) I mean, let's go Washington, obviously. I had to ride the Washington train, like I said. What kind of broke-back mountain getup was Blake Corum wearing? Shouldn't even make fun of him. Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) and Penix walking in didn't look any better. I mean, like, what kind of Damar Hamlin kind of getup was that? (laughs) I couldn't even tell it was him. All right, that was ridiculous. Luckily, there was really no bullshit in the game because ESPN had 100-plus cameras on the field, and they debuted a super slow-mo pylon camera. Yeah, super slow-mo pylon camera, and it didn't really matter. There weren't really any super close calls. There were a couple, but they definitely got them right. Officiating was really no issue. There was maybe one call on Odunze that wasn't called, but who who cares? It, it it was just one call. It didn't matter in the whole scheme of things. Michigan saw how Texas ran the ball all over Washington. And what does Michigan do coming out right out of the gates? Runs the ball all over Washington. I mean, Donovan Edwards. Hell of a game. First two carries, two touchdowns. A 41-yard touchdown and I think a 46-yard touchdown. Two carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns right off the bat. You're not going to win. And then Blake Corum added two touchdowns on top of that later in the game. Definitely deserved. He stayed another year for a reason, and it paid off. Washington was trying to play Michigan's game. They were trying to run the ball on them with a... We now see it a severely hurt uh, Johnson, Deontay Johnson. Not not Deontay Johnson, Jesus Christ. We now got to see the actual extent of Dylan Johnson's in- injury. The first drive, the first drive he was out. Uh, and he, I don't know what he did to his ankle, but he was trying to play through it. Definitely commend him for that. But... It, it wasn't working. He came back into the game off of some painkillers, I'm sure, or some injection to his ankle. But he was holding on for dear life. And so was the rest of the, I mean, let's go back to the Washington defense. 
they were holding on for dear life. That was pitiful. But what's up with all of this end around bullshit, all of these quick outs, this power running down the middle? It was never going to work against Michigan. It, Penn State proved that. Washington just played this. Obviously, Washington has more talent on offense than Penn State does, but they just did the exact same thing Penn State tried to do against them. I, I, I don't understand. How can you watch all of this tape and then come out throwing quick outs, all of these screen passes? When you have thrived, thrived off the deep ball, Penix needed to calm down. He was all over the place to start out with, and he never really got it going. Um, it was 17-10 to 10 at halftime after Washington scored the touchdown before half. There was a little bit of hope, and even when it was like 20-10, to 10, Michigan was still trying to pull away. Washington kept in there. Kept at a one-score game for a long time. It was 20-13 to 13 until the fourth quarter, and that happened pretty early on in the third quarter. But when you have all of that momentum going into halftime and then you throw an interception on the first play in the third quarter, all of that disappears. I don't know what they were. They looked so uncomfortable, and Michigan is obviously more of a – NFL type scheme than Texas or any of the other Pac-12 teams but how they have overcome that in every single situation that they've played in the season and last night they just couldn't figure it out I was surprised that Penix did not get sacked more that was the only thing going for them the offensive line played pretty well when the center wasn't fucking up I swear, I don't know if it's Michigan's uh, defensive lineman or what, but Washington center was fucking up too after Alabama center was fucking up so much last week. It was infuriating. So many holding calls. Washington just shot themselves in the foot. Um, That inability to stop the run was crazy. And then for Penix, that was not on Odunze. That was on Penix for way overthrowing them. If he would have even got it close on fourth and seven, Odunze would have been gone. He would have at least been within the 20-yard line, 15-yard line. If he would have made that, it would have been 17 to 10 then, and then they wouldn't have had to score that last-minute touchdown in the in the first half. What a, what a disappointing game for Washington. Washington's offense had all of the opportunities in the second half to make this a real game. I don't, <laughs> Washington's defense made an agreement with Washington's offense that said, hey, we'll, pe- we'll play better if you decide to play better. Well, the third quarter, they turned it up, and then Washington's offense did nothing. And in the fourth quarter, they got overpowered, got tired, just got ran over by... <laughs> Their future opponents. Washington is in the Big Ten next year. How do you think this looks for them going into next season? Not very good. I'd say they might be competitive with like maybe an Ohio State with a competent quarterback or Penn State with a competent quarterback. But <laughs> who who knows what the future holds for USC and Washington in the Big Ten? This does not bode well for them, in my opinion. Um, just 
receivers dropping the ball, Penix overthrowing them, stupid penalties, stupid penalties, infuriating for Washington. Um, I don't know where are they going to be next year without Penix and Odunze. They're going pretty high in the draft. Well, Penix, Penix's stock has fallen greatly. I do not want the Patriots to take him anymore because if that's how he's going to be in crunch time, which every week in the NFL is crunch time, people have been saying this, if you're going to crumble like that under pressure, you're not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Period. Penix ended up throwing two interceptions in that game. I'm pretty sure that was, other than the ASU game, I'm pretty sure that's his only multi-interception game. Don't take that for granted, or don't take that as fact. I don't know for sure. (laughs) I'm just guessing, since he's been outstanding all season and crumbled under pressure here. You saw the crack starting to show in the fourth quarter against Texas. I'm sorry for calling Michigan's offense not explosive with those two 40-plus yard runs. Right off the bat, uh, when it was seventeen to three, it felt like it was a hundred seventy to three. It, it, it may as well have been. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's go over some other college football news. Um, the college football playoff notified the FBI about threats towards them after excluding FSU. <laughs> what do they expect? <laughs> Take it, suck it up. And move on with your day. This is these are internet trolls just doing this, saying, oh, "I'll fucking kill you over these nineteen-year-old kids not making it to the college football playoff." Fuck off. Uh, another thing that happened: uh, Kirk Herbstreit wants the Rose Bowl to be the permanent host of the college football playoff championship, not even just one playoff game, the championship in that god-awful old stadium. Who cares? Who cares? As soon as he knows it, it's going to be the Rose Bowl sponsored by the Rose Toy. <laughs> and then he's really going to be hoping that he shut up like usual. All right, let's bring it up with some MLB news. You want to talk about not taking advantage? Well, Wander Franco took full advantage. <laughs> uh, so after he did not show up for his court summons, which wasn't an arrest warrant, he just didn't show up. Then he got arrested for not showing up. Then it came out that his mom was paying the mom of the girl of the underage girl that he was seeing. And he said, I, I it was it's funny to see it because it's like five hundred thousand pesos, one hundred one million pesos, and that's like thirty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> something something very small. <laughs> it might be a hundred thousand dollars. But the the worst, the absolute worst part about this is that the mes- messages came out, and he said in the messages, he took a risk, and he loved it. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? What the fuck? This is worse than the Felipe Rivera situation. Way worse. Way worse. I don't, dude. What? What in the fuck? How many more pedophiles is it going to take for the MLB to have the same reputation as the Catholic Church? Let's find out. One, two, three. With that, fuck all that noise. That's the only thing going on in the MLB 
in the offseason. Isn't that fucking wild? The Pirates aren't doing anything, so it doesn't matter to me. Man, no wonder teams are starting to go to Japan instead of Puerto Rico. Jesus Christ. Okay, on to the NFL news, for real. Um, last week, we went over Dalvin Cook maybe signing with his brother. That would have been cool. But instead, he signs with the Ravens, who I'm sure will use him better than the Bills will. Um, I do think that this is intriguing. They don't have a solid number one running back. I guess Gus Edwards is number one, but then Mitchell is right behind him, and then they have another running back too. So Dalvin Cook just being thrown into the mix is he just wants a Super Bowl ring. I guess. I guess that's all he wants, which how can you blame him? Uh, well, the uh, Taylor Swift blood photo has a new meaning. <laughs> She's a vampire and tried to suck the blood out of Travis Kelsey. <laughs> We're giving out hickeys in 2024. Really? Okay. <laughs> and Taylor Swift, out of all people, was not expecting that. Okay, so let's move into the Saturday games. Uh, the Steelers kept their playoff hopes alive. Um, they beat the Ravens' second stream, second string team, essentially. But the Ravens don't have a good record against the Steelers so if the Steelers somehow beat the Bills which we'll get into look out Ravens uh the Jags needed to lose to the Titans and we'll get into that even more uh one year after having the number two pick in the draft Texans are in the playoffs don't sit there and try to tell me that's not that was not the Bears goal this year They fully expected to make the playoffs. I said that 12 weeks ago. Fully expected to make the playoffs, and they are ass. They are still ass. Well, I'm worried about how much capital they'll have. I feel like they they might even try to trade from, I don't know what they're at now. It's probably... They're top 10. They're, they have two picks in the top 10. I know that. Number one and then, I don't know. It's after the Patriots. That's all that matters. They might try to trade up that second pick since they have the capital to do it. They might try to take MHJ and one of Williams or May. That's a scary possibility. Um, But this is about the Texans. Let's forget the Bears for now. You have to feel good for C.J. Stroud after all of the doubt, after people like me calling him stupid <laughs> going into the draft. I mean, the playmaker, offensive rookie of the year, 100%. How can it not be? You have to feel good for This is a great consolation prize for <laughs> losing to Georgia last year and then making it to the NFL playoffs this year while Stetson Bennett is off getting a drunken, disorderly conduct somewhere and I who, break it into who knows whose house. Uh, it seems like the Texans are really trending in the right direction. I'd like to bet that they win at least six out of the next ten AFC championships. I really think they will. I, they This is already number one in the bag. So I, I'm going to count that in there. So this is one out of six that I think they're, they're going to win in 10 years. But the AFC South is always, always a little bit crazy. Jags are trending backwards. The Titans can't escape mediocrity. Now that they've fired Rabel, we will definitely get into that. Uh, and the Colts haven't been good since they lucked into luck. So they, 
they've also been pretty mediocre. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, the Jaguars, we'll stick to the AFC South here. The Jaguars are out of the playoffs. Steelers make the playoffs with this loss. Eight and four, they were firmly, firmly in the conversation for the number one seed with the Ravens and the Dolphins there. But what what happened? To only win one game since then, to finish nine and eight and miss out on the playoffs entirely? Is Doug Peterson on the hot seat? I mean, Jesus Christ, this is this is bad. I mean, this might be, I saw someone say earlier, this might be the best free agent class of head coaches in recent years. I don't know what the Jaguars are doing. They're just wasting away. Wasting Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was hurt, obviously. Like, it was apparent during the game. But, to, I mean, the Titans handled him. They handled him. And that's what makes the firing of variables even more crazy to me. But, it w- <sighs> fuck that. Okay, the Sunday games. Patriots clinched the number three overall pick. Thank God. Thank God they did not fall out. I'm kind of glad that they did not win against the Jets. It sucks to see that 15-game win streak go away. At least it was a 15 and not a 14. The fives and the zeros. It's all about the fives and the zeros. I, I think that Bill will keep his job. I don't think that... if I'll, I'll just put it this way. if he's Since he's not fired by now, and this is going up on Thursday, if he's not fired by now, he's not getting fired. Period. I think they would make a swift decision on this just to get the ball rolling. Because so many, I mean, with variable being fired today, and it's just that changes things a little bit, but I still don't think he's going anywhere. And I don't think variable will take a reduced role, so I don't think he's coming to the Patriots. So I predicted them to go 10 and 7 last year, or 10 and 7 this year. So this year I predicted them to go 10 and 7. But last year, I predicted them to go 5-12. and 12. I was just one game off. So, what if they go 9-8 and eight next year? What if I'm just one year ahead and one game off? <laughs> no, that's there's no, there's no way they're going to be. Well, actually, they might be 9-8 and eight next year. That, if they don't turn things around, Bill will be gone. Um. So let's go over the final schedule prediction here. <laughs> okay, first game. I had a W against the Eagles. One loss. <laughs> Next game. Win against the Eagles. 0-2 so far. <laughs> or win against the Dolphins. Win against the Dolphins, sorry. 0-2. They do get the win against the Jets. Uh, loss against the Cowboys. 2-2. Two and two. Win against the Saints, L two and three. Uh, win against the Raiders, L two and four. <laughs> Lost against the Bills, they won that game, two and five. Uh, Lost against the Dolphins, I did get that right because that one was in Miami, three and five. Win against the Commanders, they lost, three and six. Win against the Colts, they lost in Germany, three and seven. Uh, Lost against the Giants, I don't. I thought the Giants were going to be good, so <laughs> still got it right though. Four and seven. <laughs> okay, then got the Chargers. Predicted that right. We lost, so I am five and seven. Already have a better record than the Patriots' actual record. Uh, win against the Steelers. There we go. Six and seven on the year. Oh, 
I haven't gone over this all year, so this is awesome to me. Last year, I kept up with it week after week. Loss against Kansas City, 7-7 seven and seven on the year. Oh, this is looking good for me. This, however, is... Wait, actually, oh, this isn't bad either. Win against the Broncos, 8-7. and seven. Loss against the Bills, 9-7. and seven. I had them down for a W against the Jets just to continue the win streak. So, 9-8. and eight. I got... I finished over 500 this year like I did last year. I think I went 11 and 6 last or 11 and 5 last year or 11 and 6. Yeah, 11 and 6. So, a little bit worse this year. But who could have predicted that out of the Patriots after they got rid of Matt Patricia? That to me is a little bit crazy. I am actually surprised that I went 9 and 8 with predicting them to have a record of 10 and 7 and then finishing 4 and 13. That's kind of wild to me. Nine and eight. So if I would have bet Patriots money line, or or if I would have bet the money line for all these games, I would have made money. But guess what? I definitely did. Okay. So enough about the Patriots. Let's get back into the uh, playoff scenarios here. Lions finished with the first with the Lions finished with twelve wins for the first time since ninety one. The Barry Sanders years. Um, it was also the last time they won a playoff game, which is impressive. Congrats to the Lions, seriously, for turning. Everyone thought they were going to turn around last year and make the playoffs, but they just narrowly missed out. They make it this year. I think they're going to go on a run. If their defense can get it together, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> last game I'm going to go over. Kind of went over all the playoff teams for the most part. Eagles are jumping ship entirely. They played all their starters trying to win that game just to see if the Commanders would beat the Cowboys. And they just get demolished by the Giants. They can't comfortably win a game to save their lives, let alone win a game. And they got the Bucks next week, who have a great defense. What are they going to do? It's in Tampa Bay. What, what are they going to do? No A.J. Brown, it seems like. That's a huge issue. Um, I, I don't think the Eagles are... You know what? Let's... Let's get into my playoff predictions, and then we'll get into the coach firings, okay? So, first game, we're going to go over the AFC first. Bills against the Steelers. Bills should easily overpower the Steelers without T.J. Watt. Definitely doesn't seem like T.J. Watt's going to play. He has an MCL sprain, grade three, so it is a tear. So, that's 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 bad. He's probably going to be out. He's not going to – if this even if the Steelers advance, he's not going to be playing. Um, I don't think there's a chance for the Steelers. So the Bills. Bills move on. All right, next we got the Dolphins and Chiefs. This one's going to be a good game. I don't know if the Chiefs will fix things. Um, Even with Mahomes sitting out and getting an extra week of rest, his receivers are still stupid other than Rasheed Rice. And Kelsey's just out there getting mad at everything. So... and. He's just infatuated. <laughs> he did have a thousand yards this year, though. So if he did, actually, I don't even know if he hit it Sunday. Who knows? Not going to look it up. I do think that the Chiefs woes continue against a fully healthy Dolphins team. Jalen Waddle should be back next week. I think the, the Dolphins get revenge in the USA after the Chiefs beat him in Germany. I think the Dolphins win. So now... We got the Browns-Texans. I think this is probably the most intriguing matchup. We got Joe Flacco against C.J. Stroud. Let's go. Amari Cooper's going to be back too. So, um, 
I think the Browns will win. I, I think the Browns' defense will be too much for uh, C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Even, I, I don't know. I, I think they really will just dial it up against C.J. Stroud. I, I, I think this is probably one of the worst matchups that the Texans could have gotten. But who cares? They made it. They get a playoff game at home. That's all they came for, really, this year. They, I'm sure we're not expecting this. So we got the Browns beating the Texans. So this means that the Dolphins will play the Ravens. They'll get a rematch against the Ravens. We'll see how exciting that is. And then the Bills play the Browns. I think that'll be a good game too. I think the last time they played them, they didn't have Flacco. So we will see. Again, I don't think I don't know if I'm right on that or not. But yeah, Bills, Browns, Dolphins, Ravens matchups for the uh, divisional round. Let's move on to the NFC. Packers, Cowboys. Cowboys are juggernauts at home. No way this Packers team can keep up. Uh, I mean, this should be no issue. Cowboys roll on to the next round easily. Rams, Lions. We got the Rams coming to to, uh, Detroit. This one is the most storyline heavy out of the week because Stafford's coming back to Detroit. I don't. No, if the Rams, uh, the Rams are like sneaky. The offense is sneaky good. With cutback, they're more dynamic. They still have Puka. They still have Kyron Williams. Um, I don't, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a fairly high scoring game. Probably, probably both in the high 20s. Um, but I do think that the Lions managed to edge it out. Like I said, the Lions defense needs to get it together a little bit, and they haven't really shown that over the second half of the season. So yeah, there's there's a possibility that the Rams do win. And, it, I mean, that would be crazy for Stafford. I think the Lions will make smart decisions. I think they've learned from the mistakes that they've made in the regular season, and they'll move on. They'll play clean football. It'll be a good match. I do think the Lions will win. Okay, Eagles-Bucks. Like I said, I'm scared for the Eagles. They have not shown me anything to assure me that they can beat a playoff team especially when they're on the road uh, it's the two teams that made the super bowl the year prior not making it to the divisional round it's kind of crazy i don't know when the last time that happened was but i'm sure it probably happened recently it doesn't seem like that rare of an instance but for both of them to be on a downward trend going into the playoffs is kind of that's kind of rare. Uh yeah, Baker Baker bakes and the Bucks get the win against the Eagles. So for this one, the higher seeds win the matchup uh in all of the games. So that would mean that the Bucks play the 49ers and the Cowboys play the Lions in Dallas. And oh my one of my buddies is a Lions fan and I am I know He's looking forward to that rematch. I think the Lions will win that one, but we'll get into it next week after we go after we see all these games. But it's going to be a good playoffs. We're not going to get any Washington bullshit where they just shoot them. There, actually, there might be teams that shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it, it's going to be a good playoffs. I'm looking forward to it. I am sure. With the Patriots getting the number three pick, I will hear, and also everyone else will hear, things revolving around what they will do with that pick for the next four months. 
So get ready for that, <laughs> at the very least. Um, I have a whole bunch of scenarios rolling around in my head already. So it, probably, maybe once or twice a month, I'll bring it up up until the draft, <laughs> especially after football ends, like in that February to April period of waiting. I'm going to have nothing else to talk about. And that's that's worrisome. That's definitely worrisome. Alrighty, everybody. Alrighty, everybody. I think that's it for this week. We will see uh, see what happens in the playoffs. I'm excited. Very disappointed that Washington lost. But I rode that train all year. I was right there with them. So, that's, that's enough. I, I, I saw... They got me to watch more college football this year than I have ever watched in the past. I've watched... Oh, my God. I've I've watched more college football than I've watched NFL football this year. Honestly. I, I'm pretty sure. But the NFL is where it's at for me. MLB is in there, too. It's just hard to talk about the MLB. I don't know. Maybe I talk about it in weekly chunks. It, it's hard. I don't want to go over every single game every single week. I don't want to go over 162 MLB games. It's boring as fuck, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> We'll figure something out in the offseason, I'm sure. But uh, it, it's going to be number 100 in the offseason. So we'll get to that. Do have some things planned. Still need to get that soundboard set up that I said I would set up in the first 10 episodes. <laughs> but yeah, alrighty, everybody. That is it for this week. Everybody, be safe out there. The roads are fucking crazy. All right, everybody, have a good week. We will meet you on the other side of the wild card playoff round. Uh, make sure to follow us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, Apple. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Hanging with the young kids. <laughs> and then follow us on Instagram, of course, both for clips. And I think that's it. I will leave you with this. Uh, much, 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 much,